we would like to invite you to join us at the Stage for Change workshop put on by Leslie's Week and will be held at the Legacy Castle on September 16th, 2021 in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. The mission of this workshop is to give our Leslie's Week Stage for Metastatic Breast Cancer honorees a voice in their diagnosis, treatment, and living results by increasing their understanding of the language in communicating with those who treat them in their quest for longevity. This is an opportunity for attendees to gain an understanding of the unspoken frustrations of metastatic breast cancer patients. So you're invited to join us. Click the link in the show notes. It will take you to Leslie's Week website and you can purchase your tickets or sign up to receive notification for the 2022 event. Success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible Podcast. And we have an amazing guest coming to you all the way from Vegas. Julie Broad is the founder of self-publishing services firm, Book Launchers, and an Amazon overall number one best-selling author. Her popular YouTube channel, booklaunchers.tv, teaches nonfiction authors how to write and market books people will want to read. An expert on writing with marketing in mind, Julie has been speaking on stages across Canada and the U.S. since 2009, providing the best approaches to get results, make an impact, and ultimately make more money. Welcome, Julie. Oh my gosh, I've been waiting for this time to spend with you. Welcome to the She's Invincible podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Oh my gosh. I am so thrilled to have you here. And, uh, you know, I know when we first initially connected, you were moving. And so what a fun journey. So congratulations on the landing, right, of your new home and all of the exciting things that you have going on now. And uh, I think we should just jump in. So let's do this. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today? Like literally, <laughs> and, <laughs> and what makes you invincible? <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, how did I get here in Vegas is a great question because I'm Canadian <laughs> and I was, I was a real estate investor. I, I, I did an MBA in real estate and finance and started buying houses in 2001. 
So how did I end up in Vegas public, running a self-publishing services company? It's a great question. But ultimately, it's actually real estate that got me here. So I started investing and, and I, you know, after a couple of houses, I had no more money and ended up going down the other people's money route, you know, buying no money down deals. Anybody who's ever listened to these get rich quick kind of advertisements, you know what I'm talking about and dove into that and started, you know, kept doing deals uh, and ended up with a lot of problem properties. Uh, one of them being a house that became uh, known as a local crack house. Uh, I did not have anything to do with the crack, just so you know. Uh, it was just, it. a whole bunch of things happened and it became a crack house. And my husband and I, uh, he was my boyfriend at the time, um, and now he's my husband, but we we had these properties and, and things just got out of hand because you're buying other people's problems. And it led to some really tough times, but great stories, which eventually I put into my first book. Um, and I think we'll talk about that story about my first book uh, soon, but the, the whole thing about my first book, uh, it's kind of what opened my eyes to the world of self-publishing. And even though I was still in real estate, I started to help other people with their books and started to really dive into the world of publishing and book marketing in particular, because people think writing the book is the hardest and it can be emotionally hard. But ultimately, the hardest part is selling those books, getting people to buy them, getting them to read them, getting them to tell other people. And so I started helping other kind of friends and colleagues in the real estate space with their books. And that was fun. That was way more fun than tenants and toilets. <laughs> and, and so little bit by bit, I kind of got the seeds of the idea for book launchers in my head. And when the opportunity to move to Los Angeles to support my husband's uh, he also did a career change into acting uh, and the opportunity to move to Los Angeles came up. I decided to kind of reinvent myself and, and create the company that I would want to work for and that I would want to be proud to run that would help other authors kind of navigate the book publishing world. And that's kind of how we ended up in Los Angeles and then took a detour thanks to COVID to Canada and now back to Las Vegas for a change of scenery. <laughs> That is fabulous. And it sounds so exciting, right? You know, you're here, you are traveling, moving around, starting new things, you and your husband. And I know that's scary, right? Like usually one of you has like that secure thing. So the other one can like venture out, but you guys both jump ship, which I love. So, but it worked out, right? And how would you know if you hadn't, right? So I love it. That's always the thing, right? Is to kind of go, what will I regret more? Will I regret? And that's why I moved to Los Angeles was because it was really a choice of, will I always wonder what if we had, right? You know, what if we had moved, what would have happened? Well, now I don't have to wonder. I know exactly what it was like and the good and the, the not as good of being in LA and, uh, and I won't ever wonder. So like zero regrets. So that's really yeah. my goal. That's my favorite hashtag. Well, one of them is no regrets, right? Hashtag, yeah. Well, that's the way you want to live your life. I love it. So tell us what makes you invincible. <laughs> if that I wasn't guess, enough, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't quit. I mean, that's, that's probably evident from that, but at the various times, and there's been so many where the, somebody has said no, or there's problem after problem. When I know that I want to get somewhere, I'll find a way to get there. And so, and you know, I always just keep taking action. There's never clarity. A lot of people feel like they have to have full clarity before they can take action but there's, there's no guarantees in life and there is no clarity. Um, you just have to get clear on that next step and take it. And I'm really good at doing that at kind of being like, God, that's terrifying. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> and that's that's really awesome. 
that's what I do. You know, that's terrifying. Okay, let's go do it. Cause that's where the fun is. That's where the, the juice is. And I mean, in my life is there's lots of stress. So I don't want anybody to think like, uh, you know, you can do this and not experience stress because there is stress. Um, but it, there's also reward in all of that. And so I think that's ultimately what makes me invincible. Cause I won't, anybody who won't quit is invincible. <laughs> Right. That's right. They get back up every time, right? Every time they get knocked down. Oh, well, you just set the stage because I'm so excited to talk to you today about turning a no into a yes, right? And that's what you said was like, you will find a way you will never quit. And I think that that was beautiful stage. So let's go right there. Let's talk about this story of you turning a no into a yes and never, never giving in. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of stories, but the one main one that we want to hit today is the story of how More Than Cashflow, my first book, kind of came to be. And so as I had explained, I was a real estate investor. And then in 2008, which is, again, a perfect example of how I just do things. Oh, that's terrifying. Let's do it. But in 2008, I quit my job and I went full time into real estate investing. And I started a real estate training and education company, um, which 2008, for anybody who's younger listening to this, uh, that was when the real estate market crashed. So not an ideal time to start a real estate training and investing company, getting people to invest in real estate. Um, but that's when I started it. And I started to build a platform. So I started a YouTube channel. I started, I had a newsletter um, and I really started to get out there. And so a little bit by bit, I, I started to get a bit of a name in Canada and some publishing companies approached me, which was really cool because there was this little girl inside of me that I always thought I would be a writer. Uh, and then as I got older, people told me writers don't make money. And, you know, my English teacher in grade 10, like gave me really bad scores. So I kind of thought not only am I not going to make money, but I can't write very well. And so I kind of gave up on that. But when the publishers approached me, this little girl who always thought she'd be a writer kind of like emerged and I was like, Oh, I'm going to have a book. I'm going to have a book. And I had a book idea. And I told this to the publishers and both of them that I was talking to at the time said, no, like that's a general real estate book. Like we're not interested. It's been done. And, uh, Wiley though said, you know what, like that idea we don't want, but we're interested in working with you. And they gave me a book idea. So they, you know, they had approached me more or less, we were introduced and then they gave me a book idea. So I was certain that I was getting a book deal. We went back and forth for three months, developing a proposal. And the email that I thought was going to be the book deal was an email from them saying, the marketing department doesn't think you have a strong enough platform to sell books. So first they said, your idea doesn't work. And now they told me, you're not good enough. And so, <laughs> so I was, I was absolutely devastated. My ego was, was really crushed by this because I had friends that actually got book deals with Wiley right around the same time. And I had a bigger platform. Um, the key difference was they were a part of this one real estate organization in Canada that I was not a part of. I'd, I'd actively chosen not to be a part of this one. And so they got book deals based on their affiliation with that deal or with that company. And I didn't, uh, and it was really hard, but at the same time, uh, my husband said to me, well, you can self-publish like, and you know, this is 2011 self-publishing was not mainstream then. Uh, and I was kind of like, no, I need a book deal. Like, you know, there's, you have to be, I felt like I had to be chosen. And if I didn't get chosen, it wasn't going to be good enough. Um, but after a little bit, I kind of thought, you know what? No, my first book idea was good. I'd read 70 real estate books. Uh, my first book idea was good and it was going to help people. And that was really what kind of got me out of my own way was going, you know what? There's people that need this book. Even if it's just one person, there's, there's somebody that needs this book. And so I just dove in, but I didn't dive into it 
just like, okay, I'm going to write my book. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this better than if Wiley did it. <laughs> so I, I wasn't just going to put a book out there. I was going to do it better than Wiley. So I studied everything there was out there about self-publishing and publishing and book marketing. And I, I ended up uh, writing and you know, doing all of the work to create more than cash flow, And I took it to number one on Amazon. So not number one in a category, number one in print books, ahead of Dan Brown, ahead of Game of Thrones, uh, something that we are pretty sure Wiley has not done with a real estate book in Canada. <laughs> uh, and I sold thousands and thousands of copies. And still today, it, that came out in 2013. Uh, and it's still selling copies to this day, even though I'm very removed from the real estate market. So um, so yeah, that that's was amazing. That's, that's the story. And, and it really opened up it was the greatest gift, you know, that we, we talked about this before we got on, but having them reject me and kind of force me into this place that I didn't necessarily want to go, but felt like it was my way to get to the end result. Um, it was the greatest gift because it opened me up to self-publishing. I made so much more money than if I had gotten a book deal. Like that's one thing, you know, I'm, if I'd gotten that book deal and sold the same number of books, it would have been a less than $10,000 uh, in books in, in royalties to me, whereas it was almost a hundred K in royalties to me from my own book sales. And, uh, but besides that, I owned my book. I had the rights. I could create courses. I could do speaking. I, I licensed off uh, a lot of pieces that were surrounding the book that I would not have been able to do because Wiley would have owned that content. Um, and so it was just a tremendous, tremendous gift that I'm so grateful for. Maybe we should send them a thank you note. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Let's send them a thank you note because they, yeah, that was a gift for sure. Wow. So in um, Book Launcher, so you, you help people publish books, you help people market their books. Do you have a separate side of that? Like, um, do, do you market books that you didn't publish? So was somebody already, you know, is publishing a book on their own? Do you help them market? Do you have a program for that? Or how does that work? We, we tried that. And what we found is that the reason we exist and the reason I started the company is that there was nobody out there that was building marketing into the process. There was some lovely editors. There was some lovely companies even that would help you get to a finished book. Um, and then they would say, here's your book. And then there was some companies that would do PR and marketing after the fact. But the, the challenge is, and the reason my book was successful was I was terrified that nobody would buy my book. And so from day one, I planned the book to sell. I did everything thinking about how am I going to sell this book? Who's going to buy this book? Who, who has this reader in their audience that will want to promote this book? And so what we found in taking on clients that had finished books was there was so many elements that were missing from their book that make it marketable, that make it set up to succeed, to grow a business, to build a brand um, that we were not, that people were paying us a lot of money and we weren't getting the kind of results we wanted to get for them. Uh, and so ultimately we only work with people who are earlier in the process. Like editing is kind of the latest that we'll work with people now, uh, because we want to be a part of making sure that hook of that book is strong. The reader is super clear that. So before we even start really writing or editing, we know exactly who this audience is and where they're hanging out, what podcasts they're listening to, what magazines they're reading, what events they're going to so that we can speak very clearly to that, that reader and know that all of our marketing is going to be layered in to set this book up for success. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. The marketing of the book is harder than writing the book. But if you do a lot of these things along the way, like table of contents, just to give like one really concrete example, very, very few people spend enough time on your table of contents. And yet your table of contents is the very thing that is most likely to lead you to paid speaking engagements. 
Because if you've got a really compelling chapter, that is something that people go, wow, people will pay me to put a workshop on, on this topic. You've just kind of done the marketing to get yourself a paid speaking engagement by having a great chapter title. So, but a lot of people don't think of it that way. And, and I, I know that because I can tell you, find your why and conclusion are something I see every single week in books. Wow. <laughs> that does not make your book stand out because that makes it go, oh, I've read this before, right? If you have yeah, a chapter title that, that somebody's, yeah, if somebody's seen that before, they're going to go, oh, I don't need this. I, I've, I've read this book before, even if you haven't read that specific book. Oh, that's such a great tip for anybody out there writing. Everybody's running to their computers right now to delete that. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Um, And while we're deleting, if you have a reference to the SMART goal framework, let's come up with something original. (laughs) Oh, you're brilliant. That's awesome. (laughs) All right. No SMART goals. No find your why. No conclusion. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. (laughs) Got it. Taking notes. Uh, well, let's talk about your book, Self-Publish and Succeed. Yeah. So I Self-Publish and Succeed is really the process. So my mindset, um, when I started book launchers, I honestly, I didn't have a publishing background. I, I had published two books myself, but I didn't have a publishing background. So I had a vision of creating a company that was marketing focused, that would be focused on client success. And then I was very fortunate to hire some phenomenal people who helped me build this out and build the process and and figure out all the pieces. Um, And so through working with hundreds of authors and kind of my mindset, we created this no boring books process. Um, Because our whole thing is just because it's nonfiction doesn't mean it should be boring. Like people, you still want to create a page turning book when it's nonfiction. And so uh, that whole philosophy and the process of writing a book with marketing in mind is what self-publish and succeed is. And it's everything that we do at Book Launchers and everything that we kind of guide people to do in order to set their book up for marketing success. Amazing. Amazing. So we want to make sure to click the show notes as we're listening here and get the link so you can get a handle on that and get that book. So let's tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah. Go to booklaunchers.com forward slash the number seven steps. And you can download the seven steps to write and publish a book that's set up to sell. And when you download that, you're going to actually get my email address. So, you know, use it wisely, but please contact me if you need help. (laughs) Um, And, and then that's a great way to connect with anything at book launchers is through that, that link as well. Fabulous. Oh, this has been so fun. And I just love your story of turning that no into a yes and, and really sealing that deal, right? Like why not finish with a bang? Love that so much. And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. Oh my God.
gosh. So listen, you know, on the She's Invincible podcast, our listeners, we promise them that we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs. You absolutely fit that bill <laughs> just in everything that you're doing and, and the way that it's unfolding, like just love all of that. But we also promise them that we're going to bring them behind the scenes. We're going to pull back the curtain, if you will, and share the journey because you have been successful in many things, but you've had to overcome so, like enormous obstacles, right? Along the way, disappointments and, and all the things. And, you know, the truth is that those are the things that brought you to where you are today. Without them, you probably would not have the same frame of mind, the same oomph that you have that you approach these things with. And, you know, but people want your success, but they're just not willing to put up with what you had to deal with. So we want to open the curtain. If they want to compare themselves, we want to give them something to really compare to. So we're going to share some stories right now. And um, we're going to start with the good. So let's share a story about the good of this journey you've taken. I mean, we kind of touched on the one that I think is the good and that is the no, it was the greatest gift. So, and I think for everyone, anything that you're going through that is a struggle, ultimately, I think it's going to be a really great chapter or perhaps the entire book. Um, so that's where the gold is. That's where the lessons that are going to be valuable to other people are. And that was one of the lessons I learned from being rejected, but ultimately realizing it was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. And some of my friends that got book deals, by the way, that I was jealous of or um, whatever that feeling was towards them getting it, I was happy for them, but at the same time was kind of like, why wasn't it me? Um, they ended up in tough situations. You know, one of them had their book republished be under somebody else's name by Wiley because they had left the real estate industry and they weren't promoting the book anymore. And so Wiley said, Hey, you're not promoting it. You know, it's our book. So all of his stories were republished under somebody else's name. Somebody else gets full credit for all of his expertise and stories. And so that's why I say like, it, it was, it was, it was tough at the time, but like so good. And I never would have realized the power of self-publishing and the importance of self-publishing if they hadn't have done that. So it was, it was the great, it wasn't just the good. <laughs> it, you're right. You're right. We just bumped that up a level. So yeah. And to be number one, right? So, you know, how many of those friends that went that route were number one? None. They, they all called me and were like, how did you do it? Wiley didn't do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, hey, I'll send you an agreement. We'll do a contract now. <laughs> What's your next book going to be? Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Yeah, I think we should send them a thank you card. So let's talk a little bit about the bad. Yeah, the bad for me, I mean... So my grandma, my grandma broad, um, rest, rest, rest in peace. Cause she's no longer with us, but she was always my greatest supporter. And she's the person who taught me, you know, if you're having a bad day, it's your own fault, no matter what happens to you, it's not, you know, it might be happening to you, but you have a choice in how you handle it, how you accept it, how you deal with it. Um, so that's her. And when we, when I told her we were moving to Los Angeles, um, I was also pregnant with my, my son and she decided, uh, you know, she thought in her heart of hearts, this was a mistake. And so for the first time in my life, she was telling me that it was something I should not do and that everybody in LA does drugs and gets divorced. And she really, you know, it was quite devastating because my family was quite upset that we were leaving Canada, um, with the baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> that makes sense, right? Yeah. You're finally uh, having a baby and now you're going to pack up and take exactly. it with you. So they were all terrified for us. And of course it was a huge leap because, you know, I'm starting a brand new business and my husband is an actor, which is a notoriously unpredictable, you know, and he doesn't have a longstanding career in this. He started this in his forties. So, um, so yeah, so it was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of risk and, it was tough. Like that was, that was definitely a really, really hard moment. And it was one of those things where I kind of had to, I I had to kind of put her in the distance for a little bit and just do what I knew I needed to do. And then kind of know that she came into this with the right, she had the right intentions, right? She was afraid, but it wasn't me. Like she didn't not believe in me. She was afraid her own fears, like it was her own fears being reflected upon me. And I had to kind of come to terms with that, but that was tough. It was, it was really, really hard. And I know a lot of people have people that they wish would support them that don't, and you just have to do what you know is right for you. And, and hopefully those people come around and and cheer for you, but you can't count on it. Yes. And my question about this is, did she live long enough to see you succeed? She didn't. Oh, oh no. So she, so she left the earth thinking you're still going to do drugs and get divorced. (laughs) Probably she did. She did get to meet my son. Um, so she did get to meet him, but yeah, she, she made, she almost made it to 101. So she had a good, good life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Oh, I love it. Okay. Now we're going, we're going for ugly. Tell us a little bit about ugly. (laughs) Ugly was, I mean, there's many ugly, um, but I think the one that's pivotal to this conversation is the crack house and the whole real, like all of the real estate things that were going wrong. We had a property manager rob rent money from us. We had a tenant pull a knife on another tenant. We had a property manager charged with manslaughter. Um, he punched a tenant uh, and the tenant fell to the ground and later died in the hospital, which is kind of what led to the crack house. Like things spiraled out of control um, and, and led to the crack house. So there was a whole bunch of things that were going really wrong. And, you know, my, my husband, my husband, who was my boyfriend, when all this was going on, we broke up for a while because the stress of dealing with all of this, um, it was, it was really, really, really tough. And at the same time, without all of that, I don't know as though my first book would have ever come to be. So, because a lot of what made more than cash flow, I think an excellent book for people is that I shared all of these things that went wrong, the strategies that were being taught by these get rich quick corporations that led to these things, but also ultimately how my own decisions and choices were what caused them. And all of these things were preventable. Um, And so all those lessons really put me in a mindset to share a perspective on real estate that other people weren't sharing. They were really talking about, you know, the Ferraris and the, you know, making all the money on these flips and, you know, like all the strategies, but they weren't talking about all of the life stress that can come with real estate. And that's what I presented. I was like, okay, here's what happened, but here's how you can avoid it. Um, And here's how, you know, you're going to have stress if you're a real estate investor, but you can choose what kind of stress you have and like what you're dealing with so that you don't have to deal with a crack house. You can just deal with, you know, a roof that's leaking. (laughs) You know, maybe grandma's intuition wasn't off that much. Maybe she saw the drugs and thought it was related to you personally. (laughs) Who, Who knows? But yeah, I mean, that was, it was really, really ugly. And yet again, it's something I'm actually quite grateful for because it created the perspective that allowed me to write a book that was incredibly unique still to this day, I think is quite unique. Um, and ultimately that book is what led to what I'm doing today, which is the great, you know, I'm, I'm running what I think is the greatest company. My team loves working, uh, for the company. We love our clients and you know, I, I it's, it's so much 
fun. So everything kind of happened to take me to where I am today. Oh, I love it. And I think that's what we really have to embrace is even in the tough times when it is the worst, you know, you think like, I am never going to get out of this. You know, this is my darkest day that you somehow you have to remind yourself that the, you know, the sun will come up tomorrow and it'll be a new day. And one day you'll look back on all of that and be grateful like you are. And like this conversation that we're having right now. And if we could just use our imaginations as we go through these tough things and just believe in the process that we will be grateful. We will look back on this and this will be a fleeing moment, right? In the life. I mean, you're not focused on that stuff today. I mean, we're talking about it because that's what we do here, but you know, you are grateful and that's what these tough times are supposed to do for us. So I just love that you're, you're right there. I love that. And how much fun is it? Like you could have published with Wiley, right? And that would have been the deal. But how much fun is it to like publish your top number one selling book and then go on to help so many other people put their their message out into the world? Like, what does that feel like to you? And I know your team, like when somebody puts it out there and it just is like amazing. Well, we I just can... had, we just had a club. I mean, we love it. It's, and we celebrate every day we have a, a team huddle and we celebrate the book covers. Cause we just love seeing like the book cover kind of brings the book to life. So we love that, but then we celebrate wins. And one of our clients, this is kind of like pivotal and it, it, it actually brought tears to my eyes when we, when I found out about it. Um, but he, through all of the kind of marketing, um, he ended up kind of getting to a point where he submitted for Ted and he got chosen for Ted Global Ideas and his his uh, video was just, uh, it came out on a month ago and it's been watched more than 800,000 times. And it, it's so extraordinary. It's not necessarily the topic was specifically about his book, but he attributes everything that we did through the book marketing for him to be at a place where he could submit and he knew what to submit and then to be able to speak and now be an example for Ted Global Ideas um, is just extraordinary. And so that stuff, like, because that is such a huge impact on the world um, and for our client, because he's such a phenomenal person. Uh, that stuff is just amazing. And it just, like I said, I, 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 I get teary and emotional just realizing the impact um, that we're helping other people have. Oh my gosh. Well, I know we probably can't like reveal all of that on here, but do me a favor and send me the link to that. Cause I personally would love to, to watch it myself just so I can kind of go there and see that and, and kind of celebrate with all of you as well. Well, this has been amazing. And before we say goodbye, I would love to ask you just one closing question. And that is, okay. Finish this sentence for me. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank knew (laughs) more people knew kindness (laughs) and compassion. I mean, I really think at any time in our, in our world, but especially now we need to go into things with curiosity, not judgment and really accept that everyone can make their own choices and just be kind to each other because it's, it's hard and we're all going through stuff. I mean, that's the thing, right? Everybody's going through stuff, whether you can see it or not. So I think show up with kindness and and we can all create success and have a really powerful impact, even just on one person by being kind. Oh, that's so fabulous. Okay, guys. So click the link in the show notes to get Julie's book, to find her and her company so she can help you launch your book that sells too. And for our listeners... 
I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you are face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl, get back up. You can do it. Tell them, Julie. <laughs> it's going to be a great chapter in your next book. So just stand up and get going. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.